Today we talk about what would the doctor do in your situation. I'm Dr. Mark Amos, and this is Taco About Fertility Tuesday. One of the most common questions I get asked is what would I do when a patient has a decision to make? And it's a fairly fair question to ask. I mean, the doctor should be the expert, right? So they should know what's best for you. And they know you better than probably anyone else. So it's a good question to ask. But the thing is, is that every person is different. And although what might be good for me, may not be good for you. And so I would tell you that when you ask that question, it's really important that you specify what specifically you're asking them about. Even today, I had several consults and three of my consults asked, what would I do? And that should be the easiest question to answer because I know what I'm going to do. I know what I would do with my wife. But when it comes to the patient, I realize there's different dynamics. There could be cost differences. There could be financial situations that I don't know about. Even emotionally, everybody is different. And so when I approach that question, I try to always approach it from the standpoint of not what would I do, but why I would do it in my situation. And that's something I think is important because I don't know what other doctors do. But if you ever ask your doctor this, I hope that in the same situation I am with my patients, that they explain what they would do, but explain why they would do it, because that may not be your situation. For example, if someone asked me, should I do another IVF cycle? Well, I think it depends on a lot of factors, right? For example, if it was so tough to go through the IVF cycle, then it may not be worth doing another cycle just to get another extra embryo. But with my wife, let's say it's not that big of a deal for her. Maybe she even feels great on IVF medications. Then I'd say, yeah, go for it. Why not do it? And so that's the tough part about that question, what would you do? Now, that doesn't mean I can't tell people what I think might be best for them. But I always try to make sure I explain it in a way that they understand why I'm saying that. And so in today's episode... I'm going to talk about a couple of scenarios and what I would do, but why I would do it and what you need to think about when you're trying to make those decisions. Should I do more than three IUIs? In this situation, I look at a couple things. The first is, what are the chances of the IUI working? So if someone has, let's say, 12 years of not getting pregnant and they've done three IUIs, stop. There's no reason to do it anymore. Now, on the other side of it, What if their insurance pays for it? It costs them nothing, but IVF would. Well, then it's not unreasonable to do a few more, even though statistically we know the chances are lower. Also look as has it worked in the past or have they got pregnant on their own? Someone who comes into me and says that, hey, we got pregnant on our own one time and then they haven't got pregnant again, I at least know it can work. And so I feel more comfortable trying another IUI, especially if maybe even one of the IUIs worked. I'd say, okay, well, It's not three and then you have to stop. It's more about the chance of working, how good were those cycles, 
So if you've done three cycles on the first cycle you got pregnant, then of course do it again. It resets. But then I also look at it from the standpoint of cost effectiveness. And if it's taken three IUIs just to get one positive pregnancy test and then it not move on, it might be more cost effective to move on to something else. If they asked me what would my wife do, I'd say, oh, well, we would never do IUIs because my sperm's bad and we would never get pregnant with an IUI. If my sperm was good, then I'd give it three IUIs. If it didn't work, I'd probably then move on to the next thing, such as IVF. Statistically speaking, after doing three IUIs, if you have not become pregnant, it really is time to move on to IVF. But it's not unreasonable to do more if it could benefit you, such as if it's covered by insurance or if it's worked before. Or maybe one of your cycles are really bad on one of the IUIs. And so you're like, hey, technically it's like two and a quarter. Let's do one more to make it a full three. There is no study out there that says you can't get pregnant after three IUIs. It just says statistically, if it's going to happen, about 90% of the pregnancies are going to occur in the first three cycles. Should I have pregenetic testing on my embryos in IVF? I get asked this question a lot. And the generic answer is going to be, if you're under 38, you probably don't need it. Over 38, the cost advantage is there because there's a higher chance you have more abnormal embryos than normal. And so it could take multiple transfers to get pregnant. And by doing the PGT testing, you're able to find the best embryo and have the highest chance per transfer, lowering the actual cost since you won't have to do as many transfers. Now, that is the generic answer. But if someone said, would I do it? The answer is 100% yes. Now, my situation is different. The reason I would do it 100% is because I don't see a downside to doing pregenetic testing because even if the chances are all your embryos come back normal, if for some reason you don't get pregnant, at least you know it's not due to the genetic reason. And that's important because that's a big cause. And if you can knock that out, then you know you need to look elsewhere. Then you have to look at the uterus. Then you have to look at timing issues. You have to look at other things. But if you don't know it, then every time it fails, the doctor's just going to say, oh, it was probably an abnormal embryo. And that's tough to swallow because at some point, it's hard to believe they're all abnormal. But the thing is, they can be. I've seen many patients go after embryo after embryo and fail. And then we do another cycle and we find out that 80% of their embryos were abnormal. And so I find it's never a bad thing to do. But if I get asked it, even though I would do that, that doesn't always make sense for some people. So for example, for some people, IVF might be completely covered, but the PGT testing isn't. Well, then it may not make sense to do it. I mean, why spend that extra money when it doesn't cost any money to do it the other way? Another benefit is knowing the gender. By knowing the gender, it's not something you might want to use, but if for one of those people who go through transfer after transfer and keep getting the same gender, at some point you may want to decide to use the other gender to balance your family. Not something everyone wants, but again, the risk of doing the biopsy is basically money. If you're using a good clinic, you don't need to be worried about hurting the embryos. So the biggest risk is financial when it comes to using PGT. And again, the financial benefit really doesn't come until age 38. So if everyone else does it before 38, they're really not cost effective with it. But I personally never think it's wrong to do PGT. I think it's always useful. I think it can always give some information. 
And it can also reduce heartache if things aren't working or you're ending in miscarriages. I've never had anyone ever say to me, I sure wish I didn't do PGT. But I've had many scenarios where people say, I sure wish we would have done it. I always say, if it costs nothing, I would tell everyone to do PGT. But I know it's not free. And for that reason, I tell people they have to decide on their own. Unless they're 38 or above, and then I usually recommend it. Would you put back one embryo or two embryos? Well, I feel like you would all know I'm lying if I said I would only put back one embryo back when I did it because I have two sets of twins. So clearly, I was okay with putting back two embryos. But if you ever listen to some of my podcasts, you probably know that my view has changed some. But it's only changed in a little bit. And that is, I still believe that doing two embryos is fine. I feel like people are adults and people should be able to make these decisions. I know not every clinic agrees with this, but I do think it's reasonable. But if you ask me what's going to give me my best chance of coming away with a baby, it's technically going to be one embryo at a time. And so if my wife asked me today what we would do and I had a PGT normal embryo, I would tell her put back one at a time. And it doesn't seem so obvious at first, but the reason why is because if you put two embryos back and that's all you have, you're putting all your eggs in the one basket. And if something happens to the other embryo that causes bleeding, you could potentially lose the second embryo, which means that you would have nothing. Versus if you put one embryo back at a time, even if something happens to that embryo, it doesn't affect your other one and you have the chance then for another transfer. And so the cumulative pregnancy rate, meaning the pregnancy of one and then doing the other transfer is technically higher than putting back two embryos at the same time. That does not mean that putting back two embryos has a lower chance than one at a time. It is always going to be a higher chance putting back two embryos because you have double the chances. But if you're looking at the cumulative standpoint, say, well, if I combine both of the single transfers compared to the one transfer with two embryos, you will find that your pregnancy chances are actually higher doing one embryo at a time. Now, if you're one of those people who are fortunate enough to be sitting on a gold mine of embryos, then I don't think it's very unreasonable to put back two embryos. Now, again, this is medically, you know, if it's allowed. There are some people who cannot put back two embryos. If you have a unicornic uterus, or if you have a bicornic uterus, or maybe you have other factors such as preterm labor in the past or severe preeclampsia, it may not make sense to put back two embryos because you would be putting that pregnancy at a higher risk. And so in those situations, you're putting back one at a time for medical reasons. But if you are medically able to have twins and you have enough embryos, then what I would do is I'd say put back two if that's what you want to do. But if you only have a few embryos, then the best chance of coming away with a successful live birth is going to be one embryo at a time. Would you use embryo glue with your transfer? Embryo glue is the interesting thing because it has shown benefit in certain situations, especially if you have repeated failure with transfers. However, using it empirically, at least in our clinic, we have not seen a big benefit. And for that reason, I, it was my wife, would not use embryo glue. Now, in the situation where I've had repetitive failures or implantation failures, I would definitely use embryo glue at that point, And I would even tell my wife to. But even when my wife went through 
a transfer recently, um, not with my embryos, but as being a surrogate, we did not use embryo glue because there was really no benefit in that situation. Now, this doesn't mean you shouldn't use it. In the end, it's just money. And in our situation, it didn't even cost money because we could have just got some for free. But I know it didn't have much of a benefit, and that's why I didn't use it. But people who have had felt transfers or even a situation where you only get one shot at it, it's not unreasonable to use. But if you ask me, what would I do? The answer is, I wouldn't use it with my wife unless we've had repetitive failures. I don't even think I would use it with one single embryo transfer because I just don't feel the data supports it. I have a few normal embryos. Should I do another retrieval to get more embryos? This is a very common question. And the answer is very specific to the situation. If you ask me with my wife, I would say I would have her go through as many retrievals as she possibly can do because I would love to have the ability to have more kids. Um, we were fortunate enough to get pregnant after two transfers, but that's it. And so I would want her to do more, but I realize it's not that simple. Someone has to take those injections. Someone has to go through the pain of seeing the embryos do well or bad. And so when it comes to doing another cycle, we'll talk about in the situation of why you're doing it. And the reason why most people would do another cycle is they want to have extra embryos. and the way you're going to determine that is you have to first figure out what is the pregnancy rate of the place you're at and how many embryos does it usually take to get a live birth. Using that, you can then determine how many embryos you need. So for example, if a place has, let's say, it takes two embryos to get a live birth, then you need four to have two kids. Now, obviously, no one knows for sure how many kids you'll have from the embryos. I've had people with five embryos and they get five kids. I've had other people with five embryos and they only get two kids out of it. So the question is, how comfortable do you want to be with how many embryos you want to store? The second portion of that is also, what is your age? Do you have time? If you're someone sitting on an age of 4.2 and you could probably you know, do well three years from now because you're only 22 years old, well, then who cares? Do a transfer, get pregnant, and if you need to get more embryos in the future, you're fine. You don't need to do another cycle. Now, you might do it because it's free and you're at a place where it doesn't cost anything. Great, go for it. But in the end, you don't need to. But let's say you're 38 and you want four kids from this. Well, there's a very low chance that you're going to be able to go through another IVF cycle twice, meaning let's say you get pregnant at 38, then at 40 you do IVF again, and you try to do it at 42, it's going to be much, much harder because now you're older and you're going to make fewer eggs as you get older. So in that situation, I would tell my wife, let's do more cycles because you're going to be more mature. And once you get past 35, the quality really does decrease fast. And so even though you might make a lot of eggs, it gets harder to get those euploid embryos, especially after 38. Now, this doesn't mean that just because you're young means that you don't have to worry about it. There are some young people like my wife who don't make a lot of eggs. And so in that situation, you might want to make more embryos because you're not sure if your ovarian reserve is going to decline even more since it's already lower than most of your colleagues. In the end, it's like I said, there's a lot to look at. It's not just what would my wife do, but what is the reason why I would do that with my wife? 
I think the most important thing I wanted to get out of this podcast was I did want people to know what I would do and what my wife and I would do and I'd recommend. But I really wanted you to see that when you ask that question, it's kind of a broad question that really can't be answered. And you want guidance, but you don't want to want to know what they would do. And if they say, well, I would do this, ask them why. Why are you saying for me to do that? Does it really make sense in your situation? If you have to, get a second opinion. But the point is, it's a common thing for people to say, what would you do to the doctor? But you need to make sure your doctor is taking your situation into it when they're given the answer. Because what they may do may not be what's best for you. Just like what I may do with my wife may not be the best thing for you. As always, I hope this episode was helpful to some of you, or maybe you ran into this situation and you're wondering, is that really best for me, even though that's what they would do? Maybe you have a friend going through IVF and you could tell them about us. If you love this show, please tell everyone about us. Give us a five-star review on your favorite medium. As always, keep coming back. I really enjoy doing this and really appreciate the people who tell me how much they like it. It really makes it that much easier to do every week. I look forward to talking to you all again next week on Taco Bell Fertility Tuesday.